I spent the morning doing um, what I think is probably the call, not my calling, but the, it's chosen me. Is that oh, a calling? Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. It's like a skill I have that I didn't really need to have, but I have. Yeah, that's your calling, for sure. Is that a calling? calling oh, yeah. okay. But I don't want it to be my calling. No, no, so your calling is something that like called out to you. You didn't choose it, you didn't expect it, but it's just there yeah. and you follow it. Like, right. the, that's like, the, like the star of Bethlehem, okay? And you're yeah. the wise man. Yeah, that's exactly what I am. Yeah. You're I'm a wise man. You're Jesus. <laughs> which is? Um, so, which is? Children's. Children's. Children's books. storyteller. <laughs> children's storyteller. Even though I can't do voices, my voice suits lots of children's silly books. characters. No, yeah. no, not characters, just the n- narrative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the flow of the story. Yeah. Some it was a beautiful there. day in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So I just spent the morning recording 10 in three hours mm-hmm. and it was the most exhausting thing I've done in a long time. Yeah. And even more creepy in a way because it's just with a man mm. on the other side of the glass mm-hmm. in Penguin Random House, which is deserted, mm-hmm. huge building. No one is there mm-hmm. apart from me and this guy doing some children's books. Yeah. And you just have him talking to you through the earphones, headphones. Yeah. That's the lingo for it. That's the lingo. (laughs) That's the speak. That's the speak in the biz. The biz of children's books. And he's just telling you what to do and stuff. And it's just kind of, it becomes so intimate because every single sound is picked up. So like swallowing saliva Mm. or, you know, tucking your hair behind your ear or, you know, a burp or something like that. And it's just suddenly like, and then my stomach started grumbling so Mm. much because... I'm in a calorie deficit today. Yeah. Um, not intentional, just accidental. Mm. <laughs> Good for you, bitch. <laughs> it wasn't even intentional. And I'm um, just so skinny. I forgot to eat. Um, and yeah, I could hear my stomach rumble. So he was mm. like, I think you should put a pillow over that. So I had, put, that? I had to put a pillow over my stomach. It was just weird that somebody else could hear my stomach. Anyway, very weird. And he was very blunt as well. You know, like more, less... Um, and I liked him a lot and he was actually very a good director in that way but I, I, I was there to do this job and I knew there was no point in me being proud mm-hmm. about well actually I think that you know that's not actually how I say things or um, well I can't really do voices so I'm not going to try I just kind of thought okay I'm going to get out of here this is a good job I'm just, I just do whatever he says and it just made me think lots about in the past how I've received criticism and how I'm really kind of glad that I'm in the place that I am right now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about criticism? I'm awful at, awful at taking criticism. I know that, yeah. Awful. I, I know you are. Yeah. If somebody tells me to get a grip or to get it together, I will burst into tears on mm-hmm. the spot. Mm-hmm. I absolutely cannot cope with my character being criticised. I have to be... Your character or anything. Anything. Any- anything the character of me, the, the facade that I present to the world. Mm-hmm. I'm a quivering mess underneath it. So I need people to accept what I'm giving out, okay, which is clearly cosplay Dolly Parton today. But um, what if they, what if you know that they don't actually think you're, you're doing something wrong or you've said something badly or you, your, your hair looks like this or whatever? If you know that they're actually thinking that, you still would prefer them not to tell you? I was, I, I, I think it's probably partly due to being the youngest and just wanting to be good in everyone's eyes and just like, you know, wanting to be noticed and stuff like that. Um, but also then being a goody two-shoes at school and relying very, very heavily on my own sort of, my sense of self-worth based on, 
people thinking well of me and like getting good grades and stuff like that it now has resulted in me being such a weak adult (laughs) 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 because I just find it so upsettingly difficult if if, if somebody thinks badly of me Uh. yeah I, I, I can't cope with criticism at all Whereas I kind of know that a lot of people don't like me or I've done something not as good as it could be and but I choose not to to buy into that so I choose just to ignore it. So mm-hmm. it goes back to like never looking at comments. Mm-hmm. I never look at what people have said about anything I've done online. No, no, no. I, I'm somebody that like really feeds off of people's good impressions of me which is again why I'm bad at taking the criticism but like a lot of my fuel comes from knowing that like if, if, if that people... I've responded well to something I put out there. It's part of the reason why I don't Instagram a lot or I don't use a lot of social media a lot because I know that I only want the stuff that I put out there to get good feedback and I will look at that feedback. So this is very on point for an email I got this morning, if that makes sense as a sentence. Mm. <laughs> Bang on, you got it. You got it in one, hold on, babe. you. Good job, so sis. So I have Queen. to decide if I'm allowed reviews for the recording of Sunrise. And I, before I saw the edit, I was like, absolutely. Bring them in. Bring them in. Give me the reviews. Like Pockets I got, full of five stars. I got a <sighs> lot of good reviews. I did. I got a lot of fucking good re- reviews, didn't I? It was, it was, it was a crash hit success. It it's was a runaway success. Well, it was shockingly, you know, got resoundingly good reviews. I didn't even really take that in at the time mm. because I don't read comments I don't read I mean I obviously read good reviews but I think I've been phenomenally Mm. lucky (laughs) good job that was close enough (laughs) to get reviews like I have because I look back at things like bookworm and things like um I loved her and I just can't believe that I got nice reviews so I I don't know why but that probably lulled me into a false sense of security with reviews of sunrise in the first instance during Edinburgh um but so now that I'm older and bad shit has happened and I'm more kind of have I think a a bigger grasp on life and things and myself Mm -hmm. I know I know what I am now I I I think I'm not going to allow reviews because it's like okay I now know where my faults are Mm -hmm. I now know where this is weak here and weak here and I don't want somebody to write about that I've got away luckily before and so now it's just terrifying because then I have to say to people no I am not open for judgment And as a performer and a writer, that's something that you have to be, you, you, it shows that I'm not brave. And so it's really scary to think, I think about. No, no, no. I think that ultimately you've actually found a really cool loophole. Loophole? I was going weird as I said Loophole? because I said cool loophole. <laughs> Sorry, too many strange sounds for my mouth to make. Loop, loophole. You find a cool loophole. loophole. <laughs> a loophole. I got it. You find a cool loophole because you already did Sunrise. Okay, yeah. that already had to go through the fucking ringer. You got good reviews for it. That was a show. And you've been asked to bring it back from the dead and to do it in a very strange COVID world with one audience member, i.e. me. No laughter. It's so weird watching. I saw. I wanted to laugh, but they told me not to because it would fuck up the sound. It would not be fair for that show, which was written for a different audience, a different world, a different you, to now be reviewed in today's circumstances. You don't need reviews. No, you're not being cowardly. You're being sensible because it it's not fair to judge it in that way. It still stands up. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm not saying it doesn't stand up, but it's weird that it 
I didn't take into account how a lack of audience would affect things. And that's really arrogant of me. I just thought that I'll be able to do the show. Oh, the writing's good enough. I don't need an audience. I was so wrong. Really? Because watching it for the first time this morning and last night, I was just like, they're a huge part of the show. Yeah. An audience is a huge... And that's why Alfie misses performing so much, I realise now. It's, they're, they're vital. Is it, is it quite awkward? Is it's it just, just me so awkward. It's like, it's too intimate. It's too quiet. There, there's something missing. It's just, there's something missing. So, yeah, you're right. I'm just not going to be able to do that. But it did make me... It, I think as an actress, the, the actress in me is constantly primed for attack. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to be attacked and to tol- be told that I'm I'm not good enough or I'm too loud or I'm, you know, not yeah. thin enough mm-hmm. or I've said that too nasally or, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't enunciate this or whatever. And um, and that is because of the experience. I, I reckon that that's just the way it is. It, most actors have had you know brutal brutal criticism yeah, yeah. because we aren't we are there to be placed yeah, and yeah. pulled and yeah. told what to do yeah yeah exactly we we basically engineered ourselves for that which is why it's so stupid that for, we get upset for, by for, it. for me i get so upset by it yeah and i'm seemingly getting more and more vulnerable and fragile to criticism every year that goes by i almost find it funny now like i'm 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 even worse than that at taking uh, criticism than I was like a few years ago but I should be better at it but I remember speaking to an an elder actress um and she said that she thought that it would have got easier by her age mm-hmm. and I remember her saying that she it only gets harder yeah yeah that's amazing isn't it maybe because when you're young you're kind of slightly you know ignorant and like, you think you're amazing you think you're amazing and I'm getting more and more aware of my limitations and my flaws I like myself more and I think I'm capable of more but I'm also smarter and just, I don't know, like, I'm able to see that I'm not great at everything. I used to think I was great at everything. I know I'm not great at everything now. So, yeah, the criticism hits deeper because I actually know it to be true. Now. Yeah. I mean, also, I think bad experiences with criticism do shock you for life. Big time. Like, I still remember, I mean, a director, uh, very soon after I gave birth to Margot, I, I got a job, and I was. it wasn't a very big part, but I did it because... It was a proper job and we went up and I thought the director liked me mm-hmm. and um, he had been very warm to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... Red flag already. I can tell that this is going to go south. The part didn't have anything to it. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't funny and it wasn't... There was nothing for the character. It was just a bounce off for the, the male character. Yeah. And so my way of doing it in the audition was to do it massive. Um, even though I'm obviously a very understated, subtle performer. Exactly. And such a tiny, sexy little lady as well. Yeah, just, you know, so I thought I would do it massively, over the top. Big time. And in the audition, I got really big laughter from the producers and and the director. And so then when we did it on stage for the first time, it was like a studio sitcom thing. Um, He, again, everyone laughed. He, then the day of recording, I got out the lift. I was with our mom and the baby, vulnerable, and he had been so nice to me. I was like, hey, hey. And he was like, can I just have a word? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. So mommy and the baby went away. And um, he just, he, as soon as they were out of earshot, he went, less, less. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I'd been shot. I was like, oh, uh, sorry, less. That's the worst thing that you can fucking say to a person. And I, I was like, but I, and he walked away. I said, but I only did it like that because you laughed in the audition and that's why I got the part. He and was clearly having a bad day. He was taking that out on you. But it is the most cussing thing. Less. When somebody tells you to be smaller, especially I think as a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
because we are so fucked up in our brains, you know, by the patriarchy and by misogynism. Oh, I didn't. I was just. I, I, I said, I said yes way too keenly. To <laughs> <a> serious <laughs> I thought you were going to say something totally different. Oh, and then he started talking about the patriarchy. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh, shit. Serious time. I don't know what you mean. No, no. I just think, I think as women, the. the the reason why it's so insulting when you're told to um, lessen yourself or make yourself smaller or make yourself quieter when somebody says, you're being a bit loud. You're being a bit loud. Mm, a bit I think it's so insulting because inherently we think that our purpose, you know, on a subconscious level is to be there and appealing and sweet and pretty and quiet and whatever. So it's just, even if that's so fucked up and we shouldn't be aiming to be that at all, subconsciously there's going to be like a like a housewife part of your brain that's like, oh my God, that's so insulting. And and you know? who's who's seen this? Who's seen me be embarrassed like this? And who's seen me be too much? Exactly. I mean, uh, because I was insecure at school, I always would lean towards being the funny, quirky one. And, you know, that worked for a while, but there would be occasional moments when a cool person in the group would be like, um, Bibi, you're being a bit weird. <laughs> you're being a bit random and weird. Or even more insulting than that and be like, can you just stop being like what you're doing? And it's the most fight fight or flight response mm. that you can have as a human being for me. Mm-hmm. But also what's so annoying, I think, about not being the lead actress mm-hmm. um, in that in that pigeonhole. Yeah. And being the kind of the the I've just accidentally put myself in this in this bracket of being the weird quirky yeah. one. Yeah. You know, why couldn't I have been lead why yeah. couldn't I have been um the clever one yeah. why do I have to be the the ray of sunshine yeah. <laughs> when couldn't be further from that every she just role. lights up a room she's just the quirky ray of sunshine she's always got something they need to say um and <laughs> it's just so weird because I those parts mm. usually can't be read straight yeah. because then you would just seem like a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. Because you're usually dressed up like this. Yeah, and then yeah, you have yeah. to say something kind it, of like quite... Some, it say something in the stage description like, um, Sarah Lee is holding a box of sunflower seeds and, and a small umbrella. And she comes <laughs> into the room saying, hi guys, you can't say that. Hi guys. Hi guys. <laughs> like, hi guys. So I've always read things as, as I think they are on page, which mm. is usually quite... Mm. Um, pronounced yeah. and now I Alfie said it the other day when I was when he was doing the self-tape and I was like okay less less and I'm you know bru- in my brutal rushed way yeah saying it yeah, yeah and then he said something like yeah yeah says the actress who's never less or something like that you know just basically making fun of the fact that every role I audition for is the yeah is usually having to be quite big and then I was like oh shit maybe that's my reading maybe I've read them all big maybe I am the biggest over actress ever maybe I'm awful and I'm right and it was just so stupid I I think I've read them right I think they all have been quite a lot or maybe that's why I've not worked very much no but it just suddenly made me worry no 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 no. Uh, you're not stupid you know that when a, a certain female archetype is written on the page, they are asking you to read it in yeah. a certain way and you have to be stupid to not read it in that well, way. Well, even Lavender Brown, if I hadn't have done it at the auditions, as big as I had done it, I wouldn't have got it. Completely. I had to do it that far-fetched. I mean, like, when you break it down, they're always looking for a certain trope. Um, not with really, really clever, beautiful, like, female-led writing like we're seeing nowadays, but it's very fucking few and far between. Most of the time, you're getting, like, maybe three or four different types of female characters and the quirky, zany one is being asked to be read in a certain way. And we are shooting ourselves in the foot if we try and do it in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand where you're coming from. You're not an over-actress, you don't need to worry. But if I am, that's okay too. Maybe that's my thing. Yeah. Um, It did remind me of a story where I... 
I, I it's a story that I wanted to tell for a while, but mm. I've been too scared to. But now we're um, we're going to go for it because we're talking about criticism today. Yeah. But um, I was criticised doing a play years and years ago by the director who was worried that I wasn't going to be. Um, he, he was worried I was going to be awkward yeah. doing a kissing scene, yeah. which I think it's fair to be awkward in yeah. a kissing scene, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a 22-year-old actress who's, you know, not had any love scenes before really. I mean, I, I did kiss in Harry Potter, but it wasn't like a real kiss. And, oh my God. Basically, he so he came up to me before the scene. It was a big day because it was in front of the producers and the director and the writer. And he came up to me and, and basically said, darling, 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 you know, I just want to make sure that you're, you're, ready for this moment in, yeah. in front of everybody and you know you're going to really become the role and become the character which again is insulting as it is like you haven't turned up there to your job that day ready to do the thing that you're being paid to do professionally as your job yeah and I just kind of already uh, so he'd already obviously already clocked that I'm an awkward character yeah, yeah. and maybe was having cold feet about casting me um, given that I was so young compared to everybody else in the cast, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was kind of felt embarrassed mm -hmm. that he was already worried about my already performance. You out. And also I I didn't I didn't know the etiquette back then of kissing. Do you kiss during rehearsal? Yeah. Like I didn't know anything and no one had told me. Yeah. And somebody should have come up and said and as you know and been been cautious about the fact that I was about to kiss um I mean it sounds so pathetic to have to say this but like been been a, made me feel more comfortable about the fact that I was gonna have to kiss somebody for the first time in front of an audience yeah that's not at all a crazy thing to be no one had come up to me wondering about yeah so I was I I think at the time I was quite in my phase of doing a an American accent quite a lot of the time <laughs> so I it's something I have grown out of but I think it's coming back given that my kids are watching The Simpsons constantly mm -hmm. but so he was being very sincere and theatrical with me very close mm -hmm. um at the side of the room and I was actually stood behind a pillar so everyone was starting to get ready for this big read-through in front of all the producers and the very famous writer and um, I remember I had kind of been geared behind a pillar. And I thought, oh, that's weird that he's, you know, he's, he's got his back to everybody. And I was in full view of everybody, but behind a pillar. So I could see everybody, they couldn't see me. And um, so he said, you know, I just want you to become this character. I want you to be, be this character. Are you ready for that moment? And, and I just found it really funny because I'm not, you know, a theatrical actress. I, 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 I've no, well, you are literally, I mean, at that point, you were, because you were doing a theatre job. You're just not like a method, pretentious No, I'm not actress. method. And also, I had found myself in this career, and I just was, you know, I, I find it all really funny yeah, acting. It it's really silly. so stupid sometimes. And I find, th find theatre especially funny. And, and I can say that having done now, mm -hmm. you know, theatre for a while. Yeah. Anyway, so I, as he was saying this, I thought, okay, this is quite funny. This is mm -hmm. a funny situation. He's, I had previously got on with this director mm -hmm. quite well. I think he had found me funny. He wore Reeboks. I was like, you know, he's cool. Yeah. Um, and so I said in an American accent, chill out, man. <laughs> <laughs> chill out, man. His face, like he- Didn't go down well. He went red yeah. with anger. Yeah. He didn't, he basically turned me mm -hmm. with my shoulders and said, don't you fucking speak to me like that, you fucking 22. He said 23 year old. And so I corrected, I wanted to be like 22. Um, 23 year old idiot or something like that. Don't you fucking speak to me like that. Who the fuck do you think you are? Don't you fucking speak to me. Do, do you know who I am type thing? 
he went on this rampage, cigarette breath, right in my face. Don't you fucking speak to me like that. Um, Unbelievable. I was terrified. But also, all that was going through my brain, as he was being aggressive in public, I was thinking, oh, I'm, I did something so wrong. I shouldn't have said chill out, man. <laughs> I thought I am in the wrong. I was like, oh no, how could I have done that? I've ruined my career. I've been rude to a director who's obviously <laughs> very, and I still, until recently, thought that you thought were the I bad was one. in the wrong. Yeah. I, it just, I mean, I completely understand why you would think that. And um, he was so, he was so well known and respected and this was his big revival type thing of this play. And, and, and then he walked off and two minutes later, the stage manager was like, is everyone ready to start? Is everyone ready to start? And I'm, I say the first line in the play, and I'm, what, I'm basically one of the main parts. And I had, to, I had never done a play before, and I was, I was shaking, and I had to start the whole play. And luckily, the choreographer was sitting in the corner, so she had had the perfect angle to see me. And I'm so glad, because she was the only witness. And what it meant was that she came up to me straight away after the read-through, in which I did have to kiss this actor, and which I did... I was so scared, I basically acted, I acted the, it was like I was running away from something, you know, I was trying so hard to be good. Yeah. Um, so she came up to me after and she, she squeezed my shoulder and was like, are you okay? And I was, I almost burst into tears, but I didn't. Anyway, two weeks later, I basically spent every single night rehearsing on my own. I was so... I, again, I thought, okay, I must be bad. Yeah, you were taking I, all of the responsibility upon yourself to correct that wrong, you know, when you didn't do anything wrong. Well, apart from say, chill out, man. I'm sorry, but if he's talking to you in a pretentious, silly way, like, <laughs> oh, darling, are you okay? You saying chill out, man, is the absolutely appropriate response to that. Because you're being as silly as he is being. And really? then he responds to you with fucking aggression. And so two weeks later, rehearsal, I tried really hard. I'd done really well. He came up to me and he was like, I only did that because I really I think you're so talented. I only did that because I think you're so talented. Oh, wow. And I, like the idiot that I am, I was like, oh my God, I, I completely understand. I'm so sorry. I completely, and... Um, That's toxic masculinity. It started, yeah, it just started. And then I had to do the play for like months. And I would have been traumatized. I was, that. I know, I, I have, I, that did traumatize me. Yeah. It did traumatize me in a lot of ways. And I, I now... I have it in me, like it's been drilled into me that I am not a serious actress because I said chill out, man. <laughs> and the fact- That's never not going to be funny though. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? If, if somebody asked him, like, what, does he, what do you think of that girl, Jesse Cave, who did that part? What did she that, do that pissed what, you off so much? Yeah, like, chill out, man. Um, yeah, I, I reckon that he would be like, I think he would say something horrible about me because he's, you know, He's he's scared that I would eventually say, it. and it's like I'm not you know I'm not shaming him. He he was he's a, he's a good he's a really good director. He he was very nice to me up before that, um, and stress got to him, and I triggered him by saying "chill out, man" as Bart Simpson. Um, <laughs> Imagine if he'd said "cowabunga." <laughs> Imagine if he'd thrown and eat my shorts in there. His head would have blown off. But that's, I don't think theatre is as pretentious anymore. Hopefully. I hope to fuck it's not. I mean, how goddamn stupid. I mean, the fact that so much of British theatre is the classic, like, kitchen sink, you know, revivals of, uh, endless revivals of revivals of revivals, and we still take it so bloody seriously. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I think in Europe, theatre is a lot more kind of, like, 
open and free and experimental and I don't well, know, I just think we doing... should follow that model a little bit more than just, like, doing the same old fucking Pinterest shit. No, but things like... Um, exactly, but also things like Sunrise, which are cl- now classified as a play, mm-hmm. um, I want to I show people that you don't have to be... You don't ha- You can write anything and exactly. you can put anything on. It doesn't have to be... You know, you can use your mum to do your backdrops. You can use your sister to do things. You can use everybody. It doesn't have to be this pretentious thing. Even with fucking Sunset, the novel, I don't know much about you know, grammar. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very good... I, 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 I just have a story and I want to tell it. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the time we're, we think that you can't do those things because you're not that kind of person or you're not from this kind of place mm-hmm. or you don't have this kind of connection or you don't speak like this. And it's, it would be nice to kind of make everything a bit more accessible to everybody. I think that really the root of all arts just has to be that it like means something to you, the person that's making it, and if it moves someone, if it makes them think about something in a different way, or if it makes you feel any kind of emotion, that's valid, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not the person that's saying like, you know, wow, this like slab of concrete on a stick is art type of thing. Because I, I do find some things like pretentious or whatever. But um, I think that that story is a fantastic example of why keeping these old structures in place and these like completely outdated power dynamics, a director should never feel like he is in a position to talk to a younger actress like that. Yes, the power dynamic is established and you know- And I shouldn't have said chill out, man. You shouldn't have said chill out, man. But the way that he spoke to you is absolutely not acceptable in any circumstances. And I think that it was made allowable because that sort of um, structure of doing that old play, a revival of something in a big old established theatre with everybody like, you know, just feeling so fancy. It makes those kind of interactions like, okay because mm. that's that's just the kind of environment where that sort of like speak happens totally we should we should fucking just jazz it up make things a little bit less old-fashioned so that you can't be that nasty to people but that's also okay. back then i'm so glad that things are moving towards you know he would get he would get cancelled now for doing of that kind of thing would. he of would get would. he would get fired yeah if i had gone to somebody if i had the courage back then and i did i did even back then i remember telling an actress in the show who is who was older than me and had acted for years mm-hmm. and I told her and she still thought oh it, it was my fault yeah. it was your fault type thing everyone turned their back on me yeah I was I was outcast yeah. I wasn't invited to the same things they were I was a loser <laughs> and it was like oh my god if that happened now it's only you that can take a starring role in a big <laughs> fucking show and become the loser oh become god. the girl wearing a dunce hat sorry it is a bit funny <laughs> But even back then, no one fucking did anything about it. And I was the youngest. I was I, I should have been protected. Yeah. I should have been listened to. Yeah. And no and and that's that's kept that stayed with me forever. I'm so sorry, Jessica. I mean to laugh at you for it. <laughs> no, but it's funny. It's funny they because all it's were so like, fucked up. Well, you're a bit weird. It's yeah. probably your, it's probably your fault. It's probably your fault. But and that's just, happened to me again and again. Exactly. It's just and it's stayed with you, hasn't it? That's it's completely stayed, stayed with, with me. It's entire is stayed with me. I've had such awful experiences as an actress and yeah. as a teenager yeah. it's just kind of it's surprised I'm actually able to I mean that's do... why you make such wonderful art because you're so traumatized <laughs> that's the truth isn't I would it? just really like not to have to make the art though yeah. that would be really nice it'd you be just nice want to be healthy and happy don't you yeah it's like it's 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 just so annoying when you're when things happen to you and it's like well okay either I'm gonna write a one-woman show about this or I'm just gonna be 
you know, fucked have it up. sit with me and f- fuck me up. It's so much more cathartic to actually talk about things. Yeah, and I do feel so much better about it now because I do understand where he's coming from. But I also now can see um, 10 years later how how I was, I was, I don't know, I don't know much about the patriarchy thing, mm-hmm. but I think I, I was brainwashed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, because it was in your best interest to um, believe that he was the, he was in the right. Because if, you had listened to the voice inside of your head that was traumatized by that incident. If you'd listened to the voice in your head that told you he is a bad person for doing that, you wouldn't have been able to do that read through. You wouldn't have been able to do the performance. You would have been too shaken up and you probably would have had to drop out. But the, like the, the athlete in you um, was trying to protect you and, and said, oh, Jesse, you're just a stupid little bitch for using the Bart Simpson voice. He's probably fine. And that's what he has to do. So you're protecting yourself. Oh my God. And then I remember because uh, mommy picked us up, uh, picked me up after rehearsal each day because she wanted to like, m- you know, make sure I wasn't tired and yeah. stuff. So sweet. I was 20, I was 22, but it was so nice because she wanted to hear about my day and stuff. And it was the first thing that happened um, like that in my career. And that day I got into the car and I obviously was like shake, shaken up. And she was like, what happened? And I just, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't tell her without kind of obviously crying and stuff. And so I just said, I, something happened to the director. <laughs> 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 and she was like, what did you say? Oh no. And I was like, it, I didn't mean to. It just, he was shout, he was basically telling me off before I'd done anything. And I said, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> And she obviously, because she's like got this desperate energy, which is kind of installed in us. of oh, just yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. we need to prove she, ourselves. She was born in the 50s. Like she has some very warped ideas of the things that you can and can't allow men to do. And so I was you. like, I know I shouldn't have done it. I know I shouldn't have done it. But I said, chill out, men. She was like, why? Why did you say that? And she was, she, she completely thought that I was in the wrong. And so I, th- but then she, once, once it became clear that this guy has got it, you know, got, got it, it in for me. Yeah. Um, she 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 was on my side, but it just kind of it shows that it's so built in us yeah. to be like right, okay, like fight for your role, fight for yourself, like do do work as hard as you can to prove your place. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think as a woman, it's interesting because if you are like given two outcomes, you can either be a sort of feminist icon who says no, I'm not going to put up with that behavior, but you don't get the job, you don't like you have to drop out and you don't get the favors. Or you put up with the behavior, you know in your head that it's bad, but you decide to push through anyway because you want to do the job. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would probably take the fucking second option. I know that I would. Oh my God, I would. Situation. Uh, well, what are my because options? Why, why, why do I have to now lose out on a job just because of some guy being an arsehole? I know, I know nine times out of 10, unless I would probably be like, okay, he's awful, but I'm going to pretend... Like that's fine because I want to do the job, and I know that's probably the the bad thing to do. No, but the, but the, I just I want I want the work, you know. Well, I what would what were my options if I had if he had when he touched my shoulders and yeah. turned me, yeah, he he and was verbally and physically aggressive to mm-hmm. me, swore in my face. What were my options? Yeah, I know. I I wanted the job. Yeah, I needed the job. They could replace me in a second. They had over a hundred girls auditioning for that yeah, role. Yeah, he told me that. He made yeah. a point of telling me that yeah. when he told me because I yeah when he said to me um, I only did that because I because I know how talented you are. You know we did audition over one hundred and fifteen girls for this role. Yeah. He, that was him telling me I could replace you in a second. In a second, bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very mad, men. That feels very mad, men. Yeah. That whole interaction. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 kind of on a completely different note. But I love um, the actress um, Alexandra Roach, mm-hmm. and she's in this she's in this thing at the moment, which starred Noel Clark. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so great what she did. She did an Instagram post because it viewpoint the thing that he was starring in with her. Didn't they take down the last episode? So yeah, so it was it was going out. I mean, unfortunately for ITV, it was the first time they'd done like consecutive nights for a show. Mm-hmm. So they'd done Monday to Friday, viewpoint 9 p.m. or whatever it was. Yeah. And then so on the Friday when he got, you know, cancelled. Oh, brutal. The, brutal it was pulled off. Mm-hmm. And this was a big role for her. And pulled she off. really... Pulled off? <laughs> <laughs> pulled off air. Yeah. <laughs> So she did a really cool Instagram just of text saying, I really hope that I can stop working with male predators yeah. or something like that. And I thought it was so great. So Because cool. it's like, that's such a shame for her. Exactly. And it's her saying, I'm not going to apologize for this arsehole's behavior. Um, and I hope that like I get to continue to work. And yeah, she's not taking responsibility for it, but she's acknowledging it. Very classy, very really cool. Really classy. You, Roach. Because it shows how many people are brought down without doing anything yeah. because somebody has done something terrible yeah. and it's so unfair and exactly. that has to stop yeah they didn't do anything wrong yeah. this guy did something wrong yeah. why should itv too why should itv have to take down their show that they've spent millions on mm-hmm. because one guy was a fucking dickhead yeah i remember thinking in my head though like if i had been an actress that auditioned for that show and i hadn't got it I remember the bits <laughs> of part of my head was like, oh, like if I'd, if, I'd, if I'd not got like a big role in that and then it got taken down, I'd kind of be like, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> like, they would never know that you exactly, were a big part. Exactly. No, no, no. I was like, like, if there was an actress who was like an, an enemy of mine who was in that big last episode and I didn't get the role and then it got taken down, I would have been like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, fuck but you. that didn't happen. Okay. It's like when... Um, I didn't audition for it. When I went to LA and I was doing one of these hideous um, actors workshop things mm. with an American guru oh, yeah. who basically just had a house. Yeah, I just told pe- you you were fat. <laughs> she, she basically just told us that we had to do this hot pitch exercise, which I did do a pinned up sketch about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we had to sit in the middle of the room and kind of sell ourselves. And so we all had a turn and I got up there and she was like, right, who are you? Mm. And I was like, Jesse Cave. No, who are you? And I was like, Jesse Cave? <laughs> She's like, what have you been in? <laughs> and I was like, um, I was in, I was in Harry, I was in Harry Potter. Who were you? And I was like, um, I played a role called Lavender Brown. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I was like, Lavender Brown. She's like, say you played Hermione. <laughs> say you played Hermione. <laughs> and I was like, but I think people are gonna know that Emma Watson. She's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Say you played Hermione. Because she, her point was, no one's going to watch the thing. I think people did watch Harry Potter. Yeah. But I think that was, that was, I think she made a good point. Bad example though. Because yeah, bad people example, do exactly. actually know who played Hermione in Harry but Potter. But most times, you know, they don't know that you weren't like in Viewpoint. She's basically, exactly. <laughs> I would just say from now on, guys, I had a starring role in the last episode of ITV's Viewpoint, but unfortunately, no Clark <laughs> tanked my career. My career defining role as the lead character in the last episode of ITV's yeah. um, Viewpoint. I Noel reckon Clark, actors have done that. Yeah. Oh my God, big time. Oh my God, I'm going to say that I was in all of these cancelled actors movies. Yeah. And just say, unfortunately, that all of these sexual predators have ruined my chances of becoming the star that I knew I was going to be. But it's awful because if you know somebody has his, if there's a rumour about mm. somebody, it usually is true. Yeah, and usually that's what I've learned. True. Like we saw him at the convention last mm. year. Do you remember? Mm. And I was like, there's a weird vibe going mm. on here. Mm. Do you remember like a year or two years before the Louis C.K. stuff came out? Mm. In Edinburgh, that female comic was telling us, oh yeah, let me just get his dick out and puts it on your shoulder. You're like, oh no. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, 
god, this is this has become a very like um, political episode. Hasn't oh, but it, I was just about to say an example of somebody. If there's a rumour, it's probably true. What was my point? I had a really good point. Our mum used to always say to me with regards to like um, child snatchers and creepy men, judge a book by its cover. If you think <laughs> a guy looks weird, he probably is. Jamie Savile. Jamie yeah. Savile. And I think that in terms of children being safe and women being safe, even though it's obviously bad to judge people on appearances, and yes, there's probably hidden depths to, to every person that you could potentially meet, in, in the case of you walking home alone at night or being in, an, in, in a vulnerable situation, always think that a creepy looking guy is creepy. Yeah. Just fucking avoid him. You don't yeah. need to have that interaction. No, totally. It's a good rule to live by. But um, if there's a rumor about somebody and it's a known thing within the industry mm-hmm. and then it never comes out, mm-hmm. whose responsibility is it to make it come out? Yeah. And then I have, I know about situations where there's a rumor about somebody and the rumor is, is definite. It's definitely, it's not a rumor, it's true. Mm-hmm. And yet it still hasn't become public knowledge. That's, 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 I, I know about three situations like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, oh no, but no, you can't say that because this person's too powerful or this person's too powerful. For instance, as an actor, I'm not going to say the name of him, but I know that he's creepy. I know that he has done bad things mm-hmm. and yet he's still a leading actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's not my responsibility to come out and say this guy's a bad actor, but I also really like him as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a really good actor. I really like what, if he's in something, I want to watch it. <laughs> it's like, but that's just so bad because it shows how, like, what are we meant to do? Yeah. I've been in situations with actors where they've acted inappropriately and um, now looking back on those situations, especially ones where I was younger, it's like, I, I know how the industry works. I know that certain people, if I were to say anything, would be horrible to me and I'd potentially not work again. Why do I have to jeopardize my fucking career for this arsehole? It's exactly what we were saying earlier with the two doors situation, which one would you take? It's a very difficult position to be in. Yes, if you're going to protect other women in the future, maybe I do have a big responsibility. But if it's something not as severe as actually endangering other women, yes. it's just uncomfortable situations. No, I'm not going to sacrifice yeah. my career for it. And I'm, yeah, I'm not afraid to say that. I yeah, guess. E- exactly. If, if, the, if I know that they've done bad things and they're dangerous, yeah. I would a- absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely would. I, I really hope I would. But if you just know that they're weird and annoying and creepy, like it's just, it's not worth, it's, it's not, worth, not it. worth the, we are going to come up, we are going to come off worse in, in, in that situation than they are. Totally, Probably. totally. Probably. Oh God, we have been Let's on Let's cancel some guys. <laughs> we have been on Anyway, I, I hope that this doesn't get any, um, you know, traction, but I think it is nice to be open w- with people that there are experiences within the acting industry which are really bad mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it hasn't, you know, fucked us up that much. Yeah, I worked, I mean, I can, like, I remember working on something when I was 17 and this actor in it, who now is quite successful, um, and who I've actually worked with since, which is kind of funny and ironic. But when I was 17, he got super drunk at the rap party, was kind of feeling up my leg under the table, pretending that he was stroking the dog that happened to be asleep under the table, even though it was not, he was not stroking the dog. And that is a weird way to stroke a fucking dog. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and when I got up to leave, he was like, yes, yeah, so we're going, are we leaving? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going back to the hotel room. And he was like, okay, yeah, okay, I get you. And I just was like, fucking hell, this is a bit of a nightmare. I went to bed, woke up to about 20 texts from him. The first 10 of which were drunk and slurred. And they were like, hey, I'm coming to your room. Hey, oh, wait, which room are you in again? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And then the next one's in the morning being like, BB, oh my God, I'm so sorry for last night. I, I just don't know what came over me or whatever. I had no idea what he was talking about. I only found out from him that that morning at breakfast where we had to sit alone together because everybody else was working, that he had 
drunkenly come back from the rap party, um, harassed the receptionist into telling him which room I was in. He had drunkenly gone to my room, banged on the door, but it turns out he'd gone to the wrong floor. He'd banged on the door of an old woman. (laughs) (laughs) And she had called security and he'd been dragged away. And he was just so embarrassed that he sent me all these texts about it. And we had to laugh it off. And somebody on set found out about it and he was told off. But it wasn't like a big fucking deal. And he works all the time now. Just some wild shit, you know? Yeah. What a world. I know. And sometimes I bump into him in Soho and I'm like, ha ha. You didn't do do anything weird. Silly boy. (laughs) He like responds to my Instagram stories and he he even said to one recently, he was like, you make me laugh. We should talk more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Isn't that creepy? Yes. Yeah. If you have enjoyed our um, rather um, criminalizing, we we yeah we we could we're we're up for being blackmailed. Yeah, because you know what? Like, let's let's just be scandalous. If no, actually, I'm not up for being blackmailed. That would be really horrible. I think blackmail is the wrong word to use. Yeah, I think that you have used the wrong word there. Do yeah. you mean blacklisted rather than blackmailed? No, no, no. I don't want to be blacklisted again. <laughs> you can't be blacklisted twice. We're already up there. Yeah. We are already you, up there. If you enjoyed this rather scandalous episode, yeah. we do actually go in a bit deeper. In, in a in Patreon a episode. special extended yeah. Patreon episode where we talk um, quite a lot about some very... Naughty actors. Naughty actors. Yeah. Um, oh yeah which is too too scandalous it was too juicy we started recording it as a normal episode realized this is too juicy it's on it's on the patreon now yeah there's lots of stuff on the patreon coming up so please um have a look mm-hmm. um but yeah also on the patreon we do talk about how we don't like how desperate people are in promoting their patreon yeah. so yeah we're not going to go too far on that but basically it's patreon.com forward slash cave sisters cave sisters and um uh we didn't get the chance to talk about how jesse cheated on her a levels oh but we will we will be discussing that in a future episode so yeah and if you guys would like to come to our live podcast oh shit please come to that please come please Please. come honestly just come it will definitely be socially distanced (laughs) it will be socially distanced (laughs) even if we don't want it to be it will be exactly and it'll be fun it'll be juicy yeah, we need to. We're gonna have a proper like set list. For yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna have some topics. Yeah. <laughs> topics. Please, um, don't report this to the Daily Mail. Don't. Just, like, honestly, do us a favor. Whoever fucking did that before, just don't do it again. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of planting some stories to see who it is. Ooh. Do you remember when I said that I'm having an allergic reaction to a, an almond? Yeah. And then it was in. It was a Jesse Cave rushed hospital. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Should I don't do think do I'm a, in that. A Nick Lavardi or whatever. Yeah. It would just be like. Rebecca Vardy. Nicola Vardy was the was the detective. No, oh, no, no, no. Shane Rooney was the detective. She was so clever. Rebecca Vardy. Surely there's going to be a sitcom about that. Honestly, that we be... don't need Pinter. Dot dot dot. We need Clean Rooney. <laughs> dot dot dot. Bring bring the dot 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 back to theatres, but Colleen Rooney style. What did you just say? <laughs> I have no idea. Pinter. Dot dot dot. Because you know the, the, we were talking about theatre. I was oh, saying that. Pinter. I was saying that. Theatre is uh, dated. Yes. And uh, Pinter is a good example of that because even though he's obviously a brilliant playwright, I just feel like we have done so many revivals of the dot, dot, dot Pinter style. Let's bring it back, but with a new spin on it, Colleen Rooney dot, dot, dot. That's what I was trying to say. It was a clever point, but I didn't word it very well. That's me applauding, BB. Thank you. Thank you for watching. See you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's do one like this. Uh, you can do that. Because I don't want to ever do that in my life.
She's going crazy now. She's going